Are we going to relate the start of the podcast to starting a transition? <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, transitions are always hard, you know? How are you going to start? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, right. And, like, I mean, on that note, I guess, you know, we can start by introducing each other and, like, maybe talk a little bit about our trans journeys, too. Um, do you want to go first, Moth? Yeah, okay. Well, hey, I'm Moth. I'm 36. I started HRT back in February of 2022. Kind of came out as non-binary a little after um, my girlfriend Nebula did. They'd help kind of open my eyes to the whole thing of gender expression and something I never really thought about too deeply before that. I guess up to that point, slight fashion choices were really the only thing I was kind of messing with. The dreaded face app filter that comes up in conversation every so often uh, reared its ugly head. The classic head. egg cracker. Yeah. yeah. It uh, it popped up in 2020, which again, 2020, that COVID quarantine, that was another giant egg cracking massive event. For me, playing uh, Animal Crossing and dressing in what the game really didn't tell you what was for boys and what was for girls so you could just wear whatever you wanted that was a big kind of oh this is kind of cute let me put this on and after the face filter uh, i posted a picture on my birthday in 2020 which is also non-binary people's day so that just lined up perfectly and It was a moment of seeing what was possible that I never really thought about before. And I just kind of had these ideas kicking around my head since 2018, actually, now that I think back even further. I was talking to Nebula in a grocery store, and I was saying how I wanted to try, like, cucumber on the eye type things, because I have, like, bags under my eyes that I was really self-conscious about and do all these little things. And just completely unprompted, they just go, do you want to be pretty? And Hmm. I've told them this since that I almost started crying in the grocery store. Like... Oh, my God. It was the moment of, like, oh, man. Like, because... Yeah. Like, I know this, and I know our experiences are different, and Mm -hmm. not everyone listening is going to have the same experience, I was so scared for so long, and that's why I considered myself non-binary for almost two years of just, like, I would think to myself, like, are you a woman? And it wasn't no, it was you can't be. Yeah, that's, oh, God, that's such a hard (sighs) hurdle to, to cross early on, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's where I'm at now. I'm on uh, estradiol and progesterone. And yeah, things are going pretty good so far. No major complaints. Um, how about yourself? Well, hell yeah. Um, I, and I just before I begin with myself, I just want to say congratulations so far. Um, you look Thank beautiful. You, you know, uh, if anyone no. listening wants to check out her Twitter, she's gorgeous. Um, <laughs> but, Thank you. Yeah, but yeah. So I'm I'm Siobhan. I'm 29, 
you know, my partner came out as non-binary in um, 2014, 2015, like right, like shortly after we started dating. Uh, it was actually not the um, the face app filter as much as it was Snapchat filters back then. Especially the flower crown one was like really good. And I would like send out selfies with that of being like, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm a guy, but a guy's can be pretty. Ha ha. Uh, and then, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, God, I have very similar experiences, too, of just, like, you know, picking the girl option so often in video games, you know, especially mm-hmm. RPGs, where I'd be, like, you know, um, and make it look just like me except a girl, you know? I was, like, a non-binary, like, he-they for something like eight years. Uh, oh, and, my God. Yeah, yeah. And um, it was it was a long time where I was, like, you know, um, I was always, like, so, like, fascinated with, like, trans women and trans feminine, like, culture, and I, like, followed a bunch of musicians and artists and, uh, you know, people on Twitter and things like that. Also, I think a, a big part of my trans journey was getting to know a couple when my partner and I moved to Austin, and we ended up dating this couple because we're polyamorous. They, they were a couple much like us, and I became best friends with uh, one of them. And she transitioned right at the beginning of 2020. You know, we had been like really good friends, and we had like related on so much, and we were like both like gender nonconforming and things like that. Part of that for a long time actually slowed me down because we were so close. I didn't want other people to, like, accuse me of, like, copying her. You know what I mean? Or, like, jumping on a bandwagon, mm -hmm. you know? Over the years, it's sort of, like, become more and more comfortable with the idea of, like, transitioning. Uh, I started to, like, cross-dress more, like, as a joke. Eventually, you know, I really started to spiral. Like, early 2023, late 2022... And um, I, I started transitioning in uh, in July of this year, so I've been um, it's been about five months for me. Um, but also, just <laughs> I've been around it for a very long time. Another relatable piece of moth lore mm-hmm. is that uh, people for years would always tell me and my mom that like oh my gosh, you look just like your mom, or oh my god, they look so much like you. Mm -hmm. And I was just kind of neutral to it, or sometimes it was funny, other times I didn't really think anything of it. But one fucking day, I looked in the mirror, and I saw a resemblance to my dad. Yeah. In itself, that's not a problem. You know, I have a good relationship with him, Mm -hmm. but... That's what sent me into a spiral of, oh my God, I just kind of took that as a given for so long. And then it was just like, oh, nope, you're starting to turn that corner. And it was like, no, 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 (laughs) no, fucking thank you. I got to stop that right now. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, I think that that was like one of the reasons why I started to spiral like when I did and and mm-hmm. really like that pushed me towards transition is that I started to feel the effects of like aging as a man and I was like I uh-huh. can't like this is not what I want and I'd always you know very similarly like always been like very like sort of naturally androgynous uh, I did grow a coat beard for a number of years but beyond that like before Same. that there were yeah 
before that there were you know also pre-transition for my husband like we would be like at uh at a restaurant or something and the waiter would come up and be like can i get you ladies anything else and then be like look at me and be like oh i'm so sorry but the thing is for me that always like filled me with so much joy and i was like that really should have told me something, you know, like <laughs> really should have thought about that longer. Several times, like I would get into certain creators where I'd be like, oh my God, I relate to this creator so much. Like they're speaking right to me. I get all their jokes. And then they would transition. <laughs> like that that happened with uh, with ContraPoints. Like I was like an early ContraPoints follower when, oh, uh, okay. when she was non-binary. And I was like, oh, mm. I love her so much. And then she transitioned. If you know Nick's fears, she like talks about like horror movies and stuff like that. I followed her pre-transition as well. And then of course, like Philosophy 2 was the most recent one where I was like, I, like this keeps happening to me. Like this is like, <laughs> this is meaningful. And I think I, I relate to these women for a reason, you know? I hope people listening can, maybe we can be that person for them, you know what I mean? Yeah, I hope so. Especially because I was on YouTube since 2008. People were able to see in real time the slow, very slow shift from fucking angry at the world ranter boy to who I am now. Mm-hmm. And I've had people tell me that like, watching my content has given them the kind of comfort and the I guess the security to try to experience uh, experiment with their own gender and kind of question things and that always just is like I love being that fucking part of someone's life of like helping push someone in a helpful direction yeah and i love hearing that that that's like one of my favorite things from people who've luckily and i can't believe that there are so many who have actually stuck around for this long because mm-hmm. jesus those early years were uh not great but uh, <laughs> i mean i watched um, some of your stuff back in the day as as we have mentioned in other places you know that fucking mortifies me i'm so like oh god no, <laughs> no it's, it's like okay i mean also i mean like what happened with us was like i i started following you like after transitioning and i was like oh this girl's so cool and then i was like wait a second <laughs> This is views. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's like you're, you've transformed, girl. You're like a, a very different person. Um, but, you know, the same person. And I think like that's that's worthwhile for people to see and know that like transition is a transformation in a lot of ways. Like um, and it can it can be extremely, you know, you can look extremely different from like, you know, um, one year to the next. I have a hard time seeing it like seeing myself every day Mm -hmm. you know yeah so for someone to be like oh my god i knew you for like a month and it didn't even click (laughs) like that to me is just like oh shit okay yeah no exactly (laughs) i guess this is a thing now (laughs) yeah and no 100 percent. and like also I, i think that's what's cool about like transition timelines too like you really like see the change that happens where you you really miss it day to day you know you don't you don't actually see it 
So the timing of this episode is fun uh, because it's it's uh, it dates the episode, but it's off the heels of your uh, longest stream to date. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. Um, so um, I just started uh, streaming on Twitch. Um, you know, if you're into that kind of thing, you can follow me uh, at Internet Hottie, all one word. Um, and yeah, I, I just got um, all my affiliate numbers. So I just needed to like stream for a seventh time. Um, and yeah, it, it, everyone was vibing in the chat and we were all having a good time. And I stayed up till like 3 a.m. Um, streaming Damn. and yeah. And then, you know, like it's, it's like one of those things where like you get done streaming and it's like, it's not like you can just instantly go to bed and be asleep, you know, like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Like, first of all, I, I have, like, a full face of makeup that I have to take off. And, of course, you can't just take off mm. the makeup because you have to do the rest of the skincare routine, or at least I do. Um, mm -hmm. And then I'm just, like, laying in bed, like, wired to hell, you know? So I ended up not... Ugh. Yeah, I, I ended up not getting to bed till it was, like, four in the morning. Um, and then it's, like, I have to, like, wake up and, <laughs> and like you know, do all of my, like, self-care stuff. Um, so it was, like, a it was a little bit dicey if we were even going to be able to do this today. Uh, but I really appreciate your, your patience, Moth. <laughs> I was so certain we were going to rain check, and I would have been fine with that. Yeah. I was just like, if we're going to do it tomorrow or Friday, that is perfectly okay, because, like, I had told you, and I fell asleep, and then I woke up at, like, one in the morning, <laughs> and... I had like the worst indigestion. Like, I, like I get really bad acid reflux. Oh no! And, yeah. And I think I was just like really badly dehydrated because my throat was just really dry, and I just could not get to sleep. And I was coughing and coughing. And there was a moment where I was just like, "It is she still going?" <laughs> I was like, "Wait a minute! No way is yeah. Siobhan still streaming?" And then I couldn't get back to sleep. And then finally I did get to sleep at around like two. And then it was just like, oh my God, she's still going. I could not believe it. Because you started it at like eight hour time. Yeah. And yeah, two in the morning, my time, you're still going. And then, yeah, it was like a total of like a little over seven hours. And for your seventh stream, that's, that's incredible. Like, yeah. <laughs> to yeah, go that I mean distance. Exactly. Yeah, like there was some mutuals on on uh, Twitter who were like DMing me, like you have a lot of like streamer stamina, like to just do that like so early. And I was like, yeah, I don't yeah. know, I don't know what it is. I just like, it just feels like hanging out with online friends. Honestly, that's what I really like about mm -hmm. it. Um, so yeah, so you know, if you're listening to this, you want to check it out. Uh, feel free to give me a follow there. Um, yeah, and um, come hang out. You know, I try to make it a nice vibe. And my my husband is like an incredible like tech guy, and he's got the whole thing set up to like look really nice and and work really well. I'm you know just cute. I don't really understand how anything <laughs> works. Uh, I mean, fuck, like Moth had to help me set up like this whole thing to even like record <laughs> for a podcast. But I cannot recommend your twitch streams enough to folks because you credit charlie with the production and the setup mm -hmm. and while that is very true and while he has put together a very attractive setup and the layout is very very appealing it looks great you have this 
natural streamer energy that I was so amazed by just the like the the energy of just play the game reading comments going with the comments going back to the game I can't tell that you're this new at it like you're really good at it oh well ma thank you so much i oh god i'm so bad at taking compliments but thank you that really means a lot to me um and yeah hopefully you know uh it'll grow and it'll be its own little thing because you know i mean uh i i'm an archaeologist by trade which is very Mm -hmm. cool um but as you might imagine uh it it pays the bills but just barely so, mm. you know, having like a, a separate, you know, income stream, maybe through streaming might uh, might be the way to go. You know, we'll see. But anyway. Sure. Um, and I, I really hope it does. I hope it takes off. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. And maybe if a- another uh, side thing of this podcast is it'll help us both because I am not great at taking compliments either. I just become a <laughs> fucking giggly mess. Oh, my um, God. But another thing I thought is that it gives me an excuse to kind of voice train a little bit. Even right now, I'm doing it a little bit, but, mm-hmm. like, it's, it's more than normal. Um, but I know I'm bound to slip in and out of it. Like like a movie you're watching, someone's doing, like, an accent, <laughs> and the accent starts to slip, and you're like, mm, mm. Yeah. So nobody point that out. <laughs> I mean, you can actually go watch the like video on demand of my um, my stream, and it's like at the beginning of the stream, I start off like very seraphine sweet, like talking, you know, and then like you go to like hour six, and I'm just like, hey everyone, what's up? You know what I mean? <laughs> like I'm just like so tired, you know? Uh, of course, I can't so, imagine. Yeah, no, it it totally, and like that's also kind of how I th- I think about streaming too. Is like it's a it's an excuse for me to like be around like uh really accepting people and like to practice um and yeah and i i hope that we can um that that can be another fun part of this podcast too you know given given two baby trans a little little chance to um work on it you know and make it good along the way and give mm-hmm. other aspiring baby trans out there who may not have started a transition or kind of questioning things and I, I will say up front and, and I, I've actually thought of because we're, we're in talks with uh, someone for a, a potential theme song I don't want to give out too many specifics there but another thing I kind of had in mind of was kind of like a uh, have you ever listened to my brother my brother and me I've not I'll have to check that out um, they start every episode of their podcast with a disclaimer because the whole point of their show is that people write in questions of like kind of funny problems they have and then they give jokey advice to the questions. But every podcast opens with like, they are not professionals, they are jokes, like, do not take mm-hmm. anything they say seriously. I just want to have a thing of just like, Moth and Siobhan <laughs> are not doctors. They, yeah. like, anything they say, please take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> like oh like my that. god, yeah. Like, uh, literally, Charlie has a command on Twitch that's like, yes. not a doctor, because I keep talking about like trans stuff, and I'm like, oh yeah, just do this. Mm-hmm. So then it's like, wait. I'm not a doctor, though. Just so you know, I'm just saying this. I'm just a, a silly girl online, okay? 
Yeah. That's what reminded me of it. It was just like, <laughs> I know we're bound to do that too. And just, hey, look, <laughs> we're yeah. only talking about our own experiences here. That's it. Mm-hmm. Disclaimer, we um, are not doctors. <laughs> we just recently spent like a whole day out in the town and hung out with some friends and we don't really get too much of an opportunity to do that. Um, so that was really cool. And just staying out that late, like if I didn't get what, like two, three hours sleep the night before, like we probably would have been out way later. Like we would have hit up a couple of um, music venues perchance. Uh, and I haven't been to a show. Oh my God. I haven't been to a show in so long. Like any kind of like concert. Yeah. Um, I think the last concert, I don't think we went to one all last year. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, especially like after COVID and stuff too, like not just like transition wise, but you know, like uh, yeah, shows were like dead for thing. so long. Yeah. The, um, the last show we went to was in October of 2022 and that was... 100x opening for MCR. Oh, what a good show! Oh my god, that was a that was a dynamite show. I loved that. I bet. I bet. Gex were like playing songs that were going to be on their next album, but weren't out yet. So it was like the first time I ever I ever heard them. So that was exciting. And MCR wow. were great, of course. Yeah, they they're killer live. This last tour that they were on, I'm. Mm, I don't want to start the rumor mill again, but <laughs> if they don't have a new album coming out after this, I'm going to be very surprised. Because, like, between every song, Gerard would, like, get on this, like, harsh noise machine, and he would just lean on it for, like, a minute, and just be wow. like, y'all are going to put out some really fucking weird shit, and I'm going to be so fucking here for it, and I'm going to be screaming, because I like some really weird shit. <laughs> No, absolutely, yeah. Some unlistenable garbage by most people's standards. <laughs> I yeah. would love... Man, many such cases. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, a, a trans woman liking harsh noise and avant-garde <laughs> experimental music. I've never heard this before. Yeah, wow. What a, what a strange experience. <laughs> You're really a maverick moth. <laughs> <laughs> god as for this episode here we brainstormed for a bit and i'll admit i was nagging uh siobhan about this album a bit (laughs) and i was just like you know what damn it (laughs) yeah you know it's like uh really we started this podcast just so moth could get me to listen to this record and it worked (laughs) (laughs) Our general idea for this podcast is just to look at music or uh, other kind of media that's made by, you know, um, trans feminine people, tra- other trans women, or like stuff that that talks about, you know, or has themes that have to do with like um, transition and things like that. From our perspective and um, talk about, uh, you know, what it, what it means to us, what we see in it, that kind of thing. The catalyst here was the Ethel Kane going off episode. It's true. You had found out who I was going back to when we <laughs> yes. were talking about that. And then, oh my God, you host going off. And you were listening to the pod and you were making it a habit to listen to the albums before we talked about them on the show. Mm-hmm. And someone had requested uh, Ethel Kane's Preacher's Daughter album. 
and I was obsessed with it for a couple days, and I couldn't stop listening to it, and I was just like, you have to, you need to listen to this so soon, like, I need to hear yeah. your thoughts on this. You were, like, messaging me ab- about it a lot, yeah, and I wanted to wait till a- till after the podcast, because I didn't want to, like, you know, affect yeah. your, your process, but... Mm-hmm. You had this whole different take on the album than I did, and I was just like, huh what are we going to do about that? Like, we need to do something with this. And initially it was like, hey, maybe we could have you as a guest on Going Off, but that didn't feel quite right. And yeah, I thought we could do more with it. Albums and movies made by trans femme people and also cis people's attempt <laughs> at uh, capturing the trans experience. And we could talk about how uh, fucked up it is or... If it touched us in a way, you know, who knows? Yeah. Sometimes it, it, it's been known to happen, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will say um, for a future episode of an album or a uh, movie that I wanted to talk about, the, the person who made it was a cis gay man, I think, uh-huh. unless something's changed. So that's something we can discuss when we get there. But the album that we're talking about this week is Wall Socket by Underscores. Very similar to the Ethel Kane Preacher Project in that Underscores is one trans woman making a very ambitious album. Could possibly be overly ambitious, but in its own way, I, I think we'll get there. You said you listened to this album five times today. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah. So like like we were saying earlier, I I was up really late and I, you know, I didn't get out of bed till like noon and I knew we were going to do this. So I was like, okay, well I got to like listen to the record, you know, I got to have like some takes on it and I mean full disclosure, like for me, especially with music, I t- I'm kind of a total poser. Like I I don't I don't have that wide of a taste in music. So I okay. was like, I got to like listen to this like a lot and like think about it and stuff like that. So I like got up, I put the record on like while I was making my coffee and breakfast and stuff like that. And yeah, just immediately entranced, you know, it's like so mm. good. Um, and yeah, I, I, I kept listening to it. Like it would get to the last track and I would just like start it over again, you know? Um, I, I like, you know, when I went on my walk today, I was listening to it, you know, setting up for this. I was like, you know, finishing my like fourth or fifth listen through it. Um, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's it's really, really uh, entrancing. All the effort that they put into this album. I, I don't know if you've seen any of the material, but th- this is where I get to saying that like, possibly overly ambitious but in a way that i appreciate and love so much that this album is part of a what do they call it do you remember uh, marble hornets back in the day i do remember marble hornets oh my god yeah it's kind of like that where the youtube series was part of something bigger like you could research it on your own there's like a series of websites about this fictional city of Wallsocket. There's a fictional um, 
moms of wall socket reporting on a bank robbery and how it's affecting the city there's oh, a website wow. for wall socket pizza there's just a wall socket michigan homepage that like tells you all about this fictional city like all this shit and the music videos are so fucking well done and it's like this just dropped last september and there's That's so insane. much shit out about it already like god damn so much wow. shit went into this i love it yeah i mean fuck i feel like you know I, I'm, like, underprepared to talk about this just because I don't know, like, everything else that surrounds this record, you know? That's incredible. It doesn't really make or break the album, so to speak, because, like, just listening to the album is is honestly enough. It's just seeing all the effort that went into it is, is awe-inspiring. Like, you did not have to do all this. Like, Also, just, I gotta say, incredible that, like, there's all this extra stuff that you know kind of stack on top of the record but the record by itself is so incredible like i right you know i had a great experience with it without even knowing about any of this other stuff so that's very interesting it, it's interesting that you described that you um compared it to the uh, the ethel kane record because it is very similar but it's like uh like a pop version you know where it's like mm-hmm. it's less like you know southern gothic and more like uh, hyper pop or like pop punk, you know? Mm. Um, but even so, like, I, I feel like, um, I feel a little weird, like ascribing those genres to the to the music because like, there's also this element that kind of goes through all of the songs where, you know, like, uh, th- there's something about the sound that never really resolves in a way that's like comfortable, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, um, yeah. it, it uses a lot of, like, you know, um, like, pop hooks and, like, um, sensibilities and stuff like that. But then, like, you know, there's there's always this this feeling of it being off somehow. And also, I noticed, too, that, like, as, as, like, the album went, like, from top to bottom, it gets more and more kind of paired back and, like, downbeat almost. Like, a little, mm-hmm. um, like... Uh, sadder like for lack of a better term you know my three favorite um songs were the opening cops and robbers uh i really like johnny 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 it's kind of dark but i really love it uh and then the last song good luck final girl is is really beautiful as well um yeah yeah those it's hard to argue about those being the best i i absolutely love cops and robbers as an intro another thing this album has in common with the preacher's daughter album is that the narrative is is a little confusing Uh and if and if you don't like read up along with all the stuff to like really know what's happening that like it's supposed to be about these three girls living in this fictional city of michigan i guess if i had a complaint it's that like the out like they don't take the time to do different voices for the characters so you really don't know who's singing what song or who's dealing with what so that's a little confusing yeah yeah like i i didn't even really know it was a concept album until you were telling me about it um until i started reading up yeah. about it because it seems so disparate you know this bank robbery like sending everybody in town into this like into a frenzy of like is was my money stolen like what happened so it's like the events happening to these three girls are 
just kind of happening in this greater experience that is like bigger than them but again it's not really important to to enjoying the album to know that that's going on because it's such it's such a great album musically in its own right that it doesn't really matter yeah uh, cops and robbers as this coheed and cambria pop punk sounding intro that doesn't sound like any other song on the album like it's just yeah. this and also what a description by the way yeah coheed and cambria pop punk like yeah girls like us might be my favorite cut okay interesting with the girls like us are rotten to oh, the fuck it's such a good riff yeah. i fucking love that shit the part that that opens it like the um I don't. I see. This is why I'm. I'm meaning like. I'm oh such a my poser. god! Like the arms, body, legs, flesh, skin, bone, sinew thing. Like, yes. Oh god, it's so good. And it just like repeats through the whole thing. Like I fucking yeah. love that as well as the. Um, Everybody has some bad days. Don't worry. That yes. shit. And they just took all those samples and looped them, in in a way that sounds disturbing. And for me, extremely condescending. <laughs> yeah, it, and it yeah, was—it made me so upset. <laughs> no, for real. And like the the use of like that in that song in particular, the "You Don't Even Know Who I Am," it is condescending and it, it's dismissive. And that like, you know, it it matches that song's sort of like, you know, ideas in the lyrics, right? But yeah, oh my god, uh, there's there's so so much to talk about with this record. The unintentional intentional trans themes that we can get to here in a second because one thing i'd seen with an interview with um the uh, the artist whose, whose name i i wish i had in front of me like their actual name not like the stage name oh uh i i got, I got it in front of me it is april harper gray thank you mm-hmm. yeah um she said like i don't really write songs about being trans that's not something I'm like interested in doing, but yeah. if people want to get that out of my music, that's great. Like, t- interpret it however you want. Like, she's totally cool with that. So, we're gonna do that. <laughs> yeah, and I was actually just thinking, like, uh, one of the things about this podcast that uh, that might come up is like, you know, have you seen that TikTok where it's like a cylinder? Hmm. The circle. I think that goes in the circle. The square hole. On a certain level, we might be doing that with a lot of like a lot of this media where it's like, you know, it's not not everything that like trans feminine people make or like um, some of the things that we're talking about, like are, you know, like that we have on our list are not even made by trans feminine people or don't have that as like a, um, a theme that's like baked into it. But, you know, it's still fun to read into it that way and to like connect that to ourselves especially like you know as early as we are into our transness coming into it and seeing like these these women who are like paving the way for us in a lot of ways um like underscores and i gotta say too she's 23 and that's oh my god yeah great for her that's incredible because you know when i was 23 i was not even close to you know the incredible work that she's doing but whenever i see people that age I can't help but think about how when I first started teaching, 
I was teaching like students who were that age, <laughs> and it's like I can't oh, not wow. think about that. <laughs> anyway, right? sorry. Yeah, I was actually gonna bring a different meme. The is this a butterfly meme? <laughs> yes. Every movie we watch, every album we listen to, is this a trans allegory? Like it oh could be. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. When I listen to Girls Like Us. Mm -hmm. And according to, like, what the song is supposed to be about, it's just, like, this girl is, like, obsessing over this other girl and wants to be like her so bad. And they say, like, I took these tests 900 times to try to get the same answers as you. And, like, she wants to be like her so much. But, I mean, in the context of the album, the character that the girl is trying to be like is the trans girl and that's that's so amazing to me because because it feels inverted you know it does yeah like i had this personal experience i'll i'll talk about real quick where this woman was telling me the story about this party she went to where they were drag performers and i already know this woman's not very good Um, I've had experiences talking to this woman before that have not been very pleasant. But she was telling me about this uh, this drag performance she went to and how she loved it. And at the end of it, she goes, queer people just seem so happy. I wish I could be one of them. And like, I gave her this look of like, you have no fucking idea what we go through. (laughs) Like, like, please sit the fuck down, you know? But you hear this and taking questionnaires trying to get the right answers like we've been there <laughs> you know i feel like that's such a common in like trans experience where like you know when you're questioning you like google am i trans quiz you know and then you like uh-huh. at least i did i, I don't want to speak for everyone but um i know for me when i was really young i would take um are you gay quizzes desperately hoping for it to say no Yes, 100%. Yeah, well, that God, that's that's so relatable, too, because it's like, you know, you know that there's something different and, like, your peers mm-hmm. can recognize it, but you're like, I, I don't know what's going on. I don't feel like I'm gay. And it's like, well, well you're gay, but, you know, <laughs> you have something else Not you need to realize first. Not in the first. way you think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, 100%. And that's so interesting, too, knowing uh, what you said about this song especially with the like arms, body, legs, flesh, skin, bone, sinew part, because it kind of relates to the idea that like, uh, and this kind of, this also ties into the Ethel Kane record. Trans women are often, and queer people generally too, are often like these commodities, like, like their bodies are like things that can be bought and sold and enjoyed like products you know what i mean literally objectifying it's 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 reducing the body down to literally its components which is god just so relatable and it also i think ties a lot into johnny 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 which is another song that's like very explicitly (sighs) about like you know male attention and how for like you know especially early trans women like male attention can be very affirming but uh it's you know, it is not an unalloyed good, as they say. No. <laughs> no. I personally have had experiences not exactly like this, luckily. I'll fully admit, like, when I was younger, 
I would talk to um, guys and I would enjoy their, you know, attention and stuff, but like would never think to meet any of them. But I understand that. I mean, like what this says here, um, when I was 11 years old, I wanted to be pretty. I stayed away from creeps, but they got through my screens um, and yeah. says like later, like when they got to be like 18, they would like, oh, I met this guy and then gets to his house and oh, he's uh, seems to be a pedophile. This isn't good. Yeah, I need to get out of here. And luckily yeah. she does like it's dark, but it could have gone worse type situation. Absolutely. Something I love and we talk about it on going off all the time mm -hmm. is the song that is super fucking catchy and upbeat but it's about something really dark and sinister um, oh, yeah. the, the juxtaposition in tone and what's actually going on I love that so much that's why I love They Might Be Giants so much yeah they're really into that uh, Old Money Bitch I actually I did have something to say about this a little bit one of the things that i thought about when i was listening to it is uh my girlfriend is really into the uh rave scene in austin she meets a lot of people who um either have a lot of money from their job like they're like programmers or something like that they mm. make a lot of money or they have very rich parents or both they they sort of pretend like they're like more proletarian than they are you know, oh, and course, people also yeah. kind of know that they're they're like wealthy and especially because, you know, like so many queer people are very much not wealthy. Like there is a mm -hmm. weird power dynamic in those spaces a lot of times around people like that. That's the one part of the album that confused me was like what girl is going through what and who's doing what. Like, yeah, I wasn't really aware that the that the old money bitch was like a character before this that like that character is also the character that sings um, Shoot to Kill Your Darlings. Oh, interesting. Such a really interesting track of like, it's just like this girl talking to a guy who wants to join the military and just like not understanding why someone would want to do that. And yeah. like, it just ends repeating, I just don't want you to die. Like, ugh. For the song that's probably not about any part of the trans feminine experience, I think this would this would be it because it seems to be more about like um, maybe American Empire. You know what I mean? Where you know it's like the the kid is like RTC kid. He's got a favorite war. We've all run into that kid. Yeah, um, and some of us may have been that kid too. You know, I I did have a favorite war for a while, but it more had to do with the history child than like the I was really jingoistic and wanted to like join the military but you know right I, I honestly i was in the exact same boat again like uh, we we've sort of related over um being burnt out gifted kids <laughs> in the past uh yeah this record is all over the place in a lot of a lot of ways and it, it kind of makes me want to invest a lot more time into really understanding like all the ins and outs of it because there's obviously so much going on and there's a lot to be said about everything in it you know one aspect you had mentioned about the american empire aspect mm -hmm. of shoot to kill kill your darlings with uh geez louise this song in particular i'm just gonna read 
underscores says, uh, I'm Filipino, and pre-Spanish colonization, there was a third gender where there were a lot of people born male and presenting as female, and they had this shamanistic presence. Uh, they would help others interact with the spirit world when the Spanish came over. It slowly got phased out, and now all my relatives are Catholic. 80 relatives in my life, each one of them a different, a different flavor Catholic. People like yeah. us were among the divine until the cops arrived, but we don't have to talk about that. No, oh my God. we don't have to talk about it. That it's is like, so... oh, God. Yeah. Like, this one in particular deals with that specifically. And Henhouse, the featured artist, is also Filipino, so they share that. My mother's tongue, she's aching for a shift, a familiar addition of sensibility. Must I pinpoint anything to kick up dust, let it settle in, adorn my skin in, ac in accidental patterns? I didn't know that um, Underscores was Filipino, but that makes so much sense. Especially because, you know, I mean, we were just talking about American Empire. I mean... Uh, the Philippines were an area where what, it was an explicit, like, U.S., like, colony. Or not colony, but, like, an imperial holding, you know, in the late, like, eight, 1800s, late 19th century. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's that, that kind of brings that aspect of it to the fore in, like, a really, like, specific way. And also, yeah, I mean, God, the, the idea of, like... People like me were among the divine. Uh, like we, I mean, we talk about that all the time, you know, like the, the, there's like that meme where it's like, you know, uh, when a woman who would have been a revered temple priestess is forced to be yep. like a barista or whatever, it's like, oh God. <laughs> After that, there's only two tracks left here. Good luck, final girl. But the yes. fucking good luck pissed me off too. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, no, I don't. It's just that, good luck! Oh, yeah. <laughs> that little sample, again, it's so condescending and pissed me off every fucking time I heard it. It was just like, shut up! <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it, it worked. Like, I'm sure that's why it's there. Uh, <laughs> so it, it gets the job done. Exactly, and it's, in, it's interesting, too, because, like, all the samples seem to have that, or a lot of the samples seem to have that quality where, like they're kind of intentionally like condescending and canned you know mm -hmm. like it's just something that you like that's just like said without meaning you know which i don't know growing up growing up in like a small town that is so relatable because like that's that's how people talk to each other so often you know oh yeah it's just the same scripted responses yeah yeah exactly like i i don't actually want or care to help you but I feel like this is the thing to say, so that's all you're gonna get. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah, good luck, final girl. I just like the idea of like the final girl, like in horror movies, you know, mm -hmm. um, as as this as this trope. It's typically like the the virginal one, the one who like denies the flesh, right? <laughs> um, and, and as a result, she's deemed to be worthy to, like, live. But in this, it's like, you know, uh, the verse, like, I'm postponing my suicide indefinitely. <sighs> just just, just stuff like that where, you know, um, it strikes me as being about, you know, that, that experience of, like, denying yourself, um, but then accepting it ultimately. And that's why it's kind of like the, ra the last song on the record. That's my take, at least. Oh yeah, I got I got the same vibe, especially uh, following Uncanny Long Arms, mm -hmm. which 
again, I didn't really know until you're like reading along with it, but like the character is having this surgery where they're having their arms shortened. Oh my god, yeah. How choppy it gets by the end and like the, like the the singing kind of sounds like it's kind of like coming in and out of a dream. Mhm. In just a couple seconds of breathing in and out, I was exiled from the heavens and flung towards the ground. Like, the character dies and yeah. then, like, is revived and brought back. And, like, then we get the, like, I'm I'm postponing my suicide indefinitely. Like, mm-hmm. I had this near-death experience and now, like, I was deeply depressed, but I got a fucking taste of it and I want to live now. Like, ugh. Wow. Jesus. It hits so hard, especially yeah. because like how that last verse it dips down like all the fucking like music and sound dips out from the mm-hmm. first two verses, and you're just left with the singing and like almost kind of sounds like a radio is on in the background. Like I don't know, the the production on everything. I mean, <laughs> I, I I hate this word, but I always fall back on it. Is like intentional, and mm-hmm. obviously it's an in- it's intentional because you put it there. But like, it's very effective in yeah. just like making it feel that much more authentic and hitting that much harder. It's such a good fucking album. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. <laughs> you know, also God, there's so much to this record too, right? Like, there's like a lot of other media that goes into it that I, you know, I haven't even experienced yet. You know, it's like an entire extra layer to it. Part of me was honestly about to be like, do you want to rain check? Because I kind of wanted <laughs> you to be able to look into all that stuff. But I think kind of like a, I don't want to call it homework, mm. but being able to like walk away from it and knowing that there's more to explore about it is really satisfying of like yeah i've heard this album five times but i don't know everything about it like there's more to explore about it that's great it's fucking uh what's that what's that called post game plus yeah (laughs) it's like dlc to the album dlc for the record of course i love that oh my god well uh, thank you for walking me through it a little bit and i'm I'm glad we got a chance to talk about like um you know some of the like lines and the songs that really stood out to us. Um, we we did write down a couple of questions just to kind of give like things that we wanted to have this podcast be, so that it's you know it's not just like a media analysis like um, podcast like going off is. Is that uh, it's sort of like you know like um, you're showing this record to me like like as mm-hmm. your friend and. As a result, you know, I we wrote down a couple of questions. So uh, the first of these is, how did you get into this record? Um, how did you find it? And why is it important to you? I do remember now, the first track I heard off this album was on a Hyperpop playlist. It was Johnny, Johnny, Johnny was the first song I heard. Wow. And yeah, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. It did honestly bring me back to like my early maybe misguided um like chat room Mm -hmm. discussions trying to explore my sexuality and gender one experience that i think back on too much yeah and we've we've talked about this things get things people say to me get stuck in my head forever when i first started 
putting myself out there and talking to people on like Yahoo and shit like that, I had posted a picture that only people in there would see. Like I didn't post it anywhere else. Mm -hmm. I think I was on MySpace at the time. I didn't post it on MySpace or anything. And it was like a very femme pose. I was looking like extra cute in it. Yeah. And this guy responded and was like, don't fucking do that. I know that. I know you're like, I know that's an exaggeration. I know you're lying. I know you're not as feminine as you're presenting. Oh my God. And that stuck in my head and caused such internal queer phobia for a while. Yeah. Of like, almost like a critique of feminine gay people as being embarrassing because I was told it was embarrassing. Yeah. So that fucked me up for a long time and that was something I had to unpack and unlearn because it was really unfortunate. Yeah. Because it's such a dark song, it's stuck in my head. Like, dark songs will always do that to me. And, okay, and we can cut this part out if you don't want to talk about it, but uh, Mm -hmm. one of the things that this made me think about with regards to like you and like some of the things that like I've seen you experience that we've talked about was like, you know, Mm -hmm. like Christian XXX hitting you up. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I uh... talk about like, first of all, a real piece of shit. Right. Um, Yeah. We don't have to talk about it anymore, uh, but I do have things to say about it (laughs) where like, (laughs) I mean, we can if you want. I'm I'm fine talking about it. Okay, okay. Especially like this idea that um this this like chaser, like it's very very explicitly a chaser in this song, you know? Like yes. uh what's what's the line? Um I wore that dress he chose for me and I met him at his apartment. Like that's that's chaser behavior. Johnny's not taking you out on a date. You're at his apartment, you're eating McDonald's, and it's all his fantasy, you know what I mean? Johnny always wants me wearing heels, so I do. Exactly. Like, mm. Yeah, and this shitty porn producer guy, like, hit you up, and it's not like you Mm -hmm. are, it's not like there's an 11-year age gap, though there might be, you know, because I I don't know how old he is. There's, it's it's very likely, actually. (laughs) Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it still like he intentionally is hitting up people that are early in their transition as because it's like you know he can have a lot of control and he can you know have a lot of power over those situations and it's just like very chasery and gross you know what i mean and i gotta say that's one of the reasons like i think that was before we really started talking when i saw that whole thing go down with you where i was Mm -hmm. like damn, this moth girl is, like, she's for real, and she's a badass, you know? You're just, like, fucking roasting this guy, <laughs> reading him for the filth he is, you know? And that's something that I, you know, it, it did come up, like, for, for me in my mind when I was, like, listening to this of just, like, you know, I mean, talk about, like, one of one of the kings of the chasers. He calls himself, yeah, the, the greatest chaser in the world. <laughs> like, I mean, if you're going to say that... <laughs> Chasers are unfortunately part of the trans experience. Like I, I haven't talked about it um, because, like, 
I, I try to keep a lot of my online presence very positive, mm-hmm. but same. my DMs are full of, like, dudes, like, with their cocks out. You know what I yep. mean? Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, th- I can tell it's just they think of me as a fetish object and nothing else, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, occasionally, like, there was that guy who kept hitting up my NGL or whatever. <laughs> I'll, sometimes yeah. I'll snap back uh, just because I think it's funny, mm-hmm. but on on the whole, it's just not something that I I want to you know be involved with. Especially because you know I have plenty of people in my life already. I'm not looking for you know anyone else. And again, if there's anything more difficult than starting a podcast episode <laughs> that you haven't recorded before and you don't have any particular format to it uh, <laughs> ending it is um, just as hard uh, yeah, so I guess 100%. we can awkwardly uh, just kind of plug our stuff real quick uh, for sure yeah my twitch is uh, at internet hottie all one word um, and my twitter is uh, at ethernet hottie because internet hottie was taken and yeah you know if uh if you disagree with me on any of my critiques and you know you want to at me and and argue with me in the replies i'll probably block you but you're more than welcome to do so uh (laughs) you know if you're if if you are also trans and you disagree with my opinions i actually do want to hear uh other other ideas so Go ahead and at me there. Follow me there. You know, um, I'm funny sometimes. I'm on Twitter at your girl moth. Y E R girl moth. I don't know why I intentionally made it a funny spelling so it's harder to look up. But you know what? I love it. That's I love just it so me. Much. I'm a quirky little gal, and that's <laughs> that's my brand. Difficult. Hell yeah. Um, uh, Twitch. I might start on there. I think it's the same, actually. Yeah, it, it is your girl moth on Twitch. Mm-hmm. I might start on there. Cool. So, do you want to like clap on the way out? Is that is that what we do? Uh, if you want. Okay. <laughs> do you want to sure. do a three, okay, two, yeah. one this time? Three, two, one. Awesome. Well, that was super cool. delayed. Oh, it, it was pretty delayed for me too at, on the first one. So I don't know. Oh, that's Hopefully fine. Hopefully, be okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I've never done this before, girl. All right, you're the you're the expert here. <laughs> is it okay that the thing we do to sync is out of sync? Okay, good. <laughs> Perfect. Oh my Print God. it. <laughs>